Welcome to Matches Podcast, the father-son duo who share how our relationship continues to impact how we lead those in our span of care. The truth is, we all desire to have meaningful impact on the world around us. Some may feel this is far away, and others may feel it is at their fingertips. Our hope is to share everyday stories that will inspire, that will educate and encourage you to take action in building stronger relationships, to be more human in the way you lead your life and lead those around you. My name is Matt and my purpose is to inspire and energize others through connection, to reach their full potential and impact our world for good. And my name is Mike, uh, and my purpose is uh, to be a trusted pioneer, to help others find their true way of being, so that they can know what it is to be fully alive. Hey, Matt, so good to be together again with you today. Like, hey, we've had a couple of weeks, and now it's back to rapid fire. Uh, I just love the rapid fires. Somehow, I, I was so anxious about it, like in the first round, for me. And then I realized, like, wow, how much they just connect us with things in our lives and with each other. So I've enjoyed them. Thanks for introducing them. I'm I'm on the other side. I was so excited about by them initially because I'm like, oh, I get to get all those questions that I've been wanting to ask. And now I'm sitting on the other side, going, what is he going to ask me? But I I so agree with you. And I, the beauty for me about the rapid fire questions is I get to answer them on the spot and then walk away thinking about them a little bit more and you know hopefully that creates more connection and more opportunities for us to have further conversations about these things so the hope is that the vulnerability that we can share here also spurs other people to want to go and ask some of these hard exciting uh questions that have been on our hearts yeah and you know so often I think like life just happens to us and we just keep going and we don't stop back and sometimes just reflect on some of those important things that have shaped our relationship, shaped who we are today. Um, so yeah, I've really been valuing them. So let's, let's jump in. Um, looking back, what's the one thing you're most grateful for in our relationship? The one thing that I'm most grateful for. I think it all boils down to the word connection. I think within that, there's the sense of, firstly, time, you being able to give give me time, your time, and never feeling like anything was more important than your family and, and myself, as well as opportunities you know, the way that you have given everything to see us live out authentically. And I think it's the way that you you just do life is something that has inspired me and is something that I take away and feel grateful for every day is this people-centric approach to to the world we live in. You know, I, I spoke to one of my mentors here and the way he always shares it is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the relationships you have and so that word relationship for me and being able to be in relationship with your father and your dad is something that i'm just so grateful for sure matt i'm, I'm quite humbled by it and i'm humbled by it because i 
feel like, hey, there have been many times I've felt inadequate, like, and feel like I should be doing more, I could be doing more. I, uh, and and I, I think the lesson for me in that is, is we underestimate how we impact people and just showing up authentically is the thing to do, just being showing up and being who we are and knowing that that keeps impacting other people just as much as it impacts our relationship, impacts us. And I think that's a lesson for us all uh in that but yeah thank you thanks for sharing that i i i i am deeply deeply humbled by that so yeah i think i think just reflecting on that the word that you used there is show up i was speaking to your son-in-law and my brother-in-law warren recently and we were just just chatting about me moving into fatherhood and you know, he said the things that he focused on moving into becoming a dad was some of the things that he may fe- have felt he lacked from his father growing up. And then also the things that he, the positive things that that were lived out when he was growing up. And he said, you're never going to get it right all the time. But the intention and the ability to show up is what's so important. And I think, you know, you that's something that I'm really grateful for. You've, you've always shown up. Sure. Wow. Yeah, and I've read a book about that recently and 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 it was exactly that is that sometimes we try so hard and we want to be so prepared and like genders and like sometimes it's just about us showing up and being being there like hey. Yeah. So, you know, we we've, we've spoken quite a bit on this podcast about purpose um and who we are and we know that some of the purpose work you you and I've both done have been based on like some of our defining moments in life and like how that led up. But uh, I just, I'm just curious to know how's our relationship impacted the person you've become and how do you think it's going to continue influencing you into the future? How has our relationship impacted the person I've become? So I think, you know, one of the the tools or processes we often go through is what inspires you and share a word that inspires you. I think in terms of a person in my life, in this world, it's been you. You've been an inspiration to me. And so there's this constant desire for me, maybe in my competitive nature, to be as good, if not better, but I don't think that's truly possible so um i think the way it shaped me is this once again reflecting back on the connection this deep desire desire for relationship with people uh wanting to put people first uh and living that out authentically the way i think i can do that is by inspiring hope and energizing people to to be who they want to be and so a lot of those thoughts and experiences in my life came from who you were and the way you showed up with me is, you know, giving me the time, giving me the space to explore, giving me the opportunities. And so my hope is that I can also utilize those learnings and those opportunities and the way you made me feel in those moments to do the same in the lives of others and especially, you know, in my family's life when my when I start having uh children, you know, giving my daughter that same opportunity. Um 
to show up, but also to remember and, and to explore and do the things she loves, but also to remember to lift other people as she rises. Sure. Wow. So, hey, Matt, any father's greatest wishes that you'll go on to be beyond whatever I could have been. And uh, that's my encouragement to be. And yes, you can. So um, the one thing I want to encourage you in is like, and I don't think this is this is necessarily true, but it just I think something for all of us to consider always is that like don't try and be me. Okay. Don't try and be like anybody else. Be you. Be fully who you are. And that's been one of the biggest leadership lessons I've learned as I've been working with and coaching and helping develop people is sometimes they've asked me like, hey, who should I become? How do I become? What type of leader do I need to be in it? It's like dawned on me one day. It's like that's not that's not the answer. The answer is the most inspiring leaders are those that are authentically who they are, and not like anybody else. And so part of our journey sometimes is actually us just discovering more of that. And so so stay true to my purpose is to be a trusted pioneer, so people can discover their true way of being. I want you to discover your true way of being and show up fully as who you are okay and i know and i know you are on that journey but i think it's it's just something that really i think this landed for me as you were sharing that too um so what's the most important lesson that you've learned from me for your life and it could be both positive and how it could be better if it was maybe a different way I think there are many lessons. So this is a bit of recency bias, I think, because we spoke about this the last time we were together. Um, the lesson that I've learned through you and you probably have learned through your parents is things are exactly as they should be and being comfortable in sitting in that and realizing that we are where we are life is exactly as it should be at that specific time and to rest in that and to embrace that and to understand that. I think those are some of the struggles that I've had recently is not feeling that sense of content. Um, and yeah, I think that's just such a great lesson and to be completely at ease with the way life is is moving and going and what's emerging in front of you so those are things that that's a big lesson that i've learned recently and i feel like it's starting to come into fruition in my own life there's a sense of growth in that space i would say it's probably not the similar lesson but another positive lesson is your sort of ease and loyalty that you've shown in many spaces and spheres with people where I sometimes feel concerned is that because you're willing to give so much of yourself to others and to really be loyal in that space that, and maybe this is a bit of a selfish sort of outcome that I, my hope for you is obviously for you to thrive and to enjoy and find joy in the things you love is, but by pursuing the things you feel loyalty loyalty to, you may miss out on other things that excite and invigorate you. 
you know, you're spot on. It's something that's come up for me a little recently. So um, I recently, and I, I want to thank you for, for sharing that because I recently did read it and I hadn't done it for a while, but I read it my Enneagram and um, my strong Enneagram number is nine, which is peacekeeper or peacemaker. And uh, one of the things that's shared in there was like, you may have a tendency to compromise your own enjoyment of something uh, in the favor of of another of keeping the peace. So yeah, I know that's that is part of me. You spot on, yeah, and uh, is is a lesson is a lesson to learn. Um, and and you know the contentment piece. I think yeah, I've been reflecting on that a lot. You asked me the question like, where do I want to live, and you know, do I want to live somewhere else? And I'm like, hey, and like. I think I could be content wherever. And I, I do see that in my parents who've gone through some maybe difficult times at times, landed up in places that I think like, oh, they didn't really deserve to. But at the same time, they're completely content with where they're at and they make the best of that. So uh, let's keep let's keep that going. Um, what's the best advice I've ever given you? Best advice maybe because it's permanently tattooed on my body, but it says don't die with the music inside. Um, and there's a sense of living out your convictions, living out your passions, living out your gifts. I've always felt very much at ease with pursuing things I'm passionate about. And my encouragement is that we can all do that for the people around us. You know, We're not put in a box. I speak to a lot of my friends who have gone on to become professionals in different spheres saying, yeah, the reason I pursued this was because my parents said I should pursue it. And I think I've just had the sense of freedom of doing what I want. Like if I feel called to do something, you've always said, do it wholeheartedly, go and go and do it and, and live it out. And so that's a con continuous reminder for me of, we all have unique gifts and talents. We all want to show up authentically and live out uh, what we believe in. And so go and do that freely. Yeah. Yeah, this sort of comes back to what, you know, I was trying to share with you earlier about us finding our true way of being. We all have music inside of us and we each gifted a little differently in that, but we do and to not, not play that, not let that come out and, that's one of my deepest fears, I think, is is not is seeing people not actually experiencing that and what it feels like to be alive. So mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thank you. Thank you. It's like it's and it's really interesting how that that theme has built up in in your life and, and our lives, I think, of, of how important that is for us. Um you know, and it strikes me there's uh there's nobody ever been in history just like you, and there never will be again. And so what's that responsibility and privilege we have to bring that uniqueness at this point of history in our in our world? Yeah. Um what are what what are your hopes for our future relationship? We've talked a lot about the past and like how it shaped you, but Hey, hopefully I've got a number of years ahead of me too. What are your hopes for our relationship going forward? I think you spoke about, I think we spoke about in the last 
uh, rapid fire that we did and just the sense of moving away from one another in terms of proximity. But there's a deep sense of wanting to be close emotionally with you and continuing to walk through life together. Um, I think about, you know, as a dream, I think about what did I share with you as the things that I was I enjoyed growing up with you? And my hope is that we get to do more of that. We get to travel the world a little bit. We get to spend good time, be it fishing, be it camping, be it out and about at a coffee shop. Who knows? But just getting to spend time, I think it becomes more and more of a realization that there's a one of the biggest compromises that we've made to move here is not to be close to family and to be close to you. And that's a deep desire, both Anne and mine, to continue to work really hard and and sacrifice what we need to, to have those times together. So I'd say getting to adventure together, getting to spend time together. And then lastly, just having our grand your grandchildren know you and understand who you are what you mean to us and getting just a small taster of the way the way we are as we are because of you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Thank you, Matt. And and thanks for sharing that because it encourages me to think about how we can be doing that more and do it more intentionally. Um I just I just know that little bond I've had with little Jack, our grandson, and how that just continues growing. And I, I want that for all my grandchildren. So, like, hey, we, we, we're going to work on that. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we won't let the distance be impacting that. And so, thinking about that, um, uh, how has our relationship uh, influenced or, or helped you prepare for your approach to fatherhood? Yeah, I think the word that comes to mind is selflessness. And the way that you prioritized family is something that I deeply desire. Um, and there's nothing more important to me, at least in my head. I obviously can't experience it from a heart perspective, but I've seen you live that out through your heart. And I often, you know, we have conversations now as we prepare. I, I can't remember. We, were, we we recently celebrated our fifth year anniversary and we went for a walk. And Anne just raised this. Uh, it was a scary moment for me. I actually had to take a step back and be like, why did this bother me so much? But she was like, okay, so let's start thinking about what our routine will look like in the morning, you will look after the child um, as I exercise. And then when I come back, then you can go to work. And then I want, like, you can probably come back at around 4 p.m. and take over. I'm going to be tired. And I was like, where's my, where's my exercise routine? I have to work at least till five o'clock because I've got calls till then. And all these things. And the selfish nature of me just took over. I'm like, no, how does it fit into my schedule? Um. And so there's this amazing ability to sort of reflect, and maybe you felt the same way, but it wasn't portrayed that to me as as your son. 
I always felt when you came home, you were present with me. You wanted to be with me. Um, and so that's, and, and I also saw older, as we got older, how you would go the extra mile to support mom. And so, you know, the sense of selflessness is something that I really want to embrace as hard as that may be. Yeah, sure. And it's going to be tough. I'll say this, that um, your mom and I were chatting about this the other day, that we for- we tend to forget. But I do remember, like, when you were youngsters, like like toddlers still, and my work was uh, in our city, and I used to have to try and get home in the traffic, and your mom was anxious for me to get home to come and help. And, like, I was stuck and I couldn't fly over the cars, and... There will be those times of frustration. And as much as like that's this part of our world is just that's the reality of our world. And I know that over time we were able to get that better balance, but there's a time that this time of straddling and balancing, building career, building family, supporting each other. Yeah, it's just something that I navigate through and can be tougher times. But uh um but and and then there is that piece that you've there's a lot of give that one needs to to have for each other, I think, in that selflessness. So as we wrap up our, our session today, um, w- w- for our listeners, what, what advice would you give to other fathers based on your experience with me? I would say the biggest privilege as a son is to feel like you belong and that you're known. And so how you do this with your child will impact their lives forever. So what we should be focusing on as future fathers is spending time getting to know your child, being present and encouraging them to live out what they what they love to do and and what they enjoy um and being a supporter of that feeling like no matter how different they may be to who you are and what you enjoy how do you make someone feel or your child feel like they are part of something and they belong so wow you know, it it reminds me of two things where we help leaders with one is Every action, every decision, every piece of communication either builds or erodes trust. And behind for me, that is is mindfulness of each and every action we take uh, with our families as well. You know, like hey, because the family is also based on trust. Um, but it reminds me of another, and I can't get this quote exactly correct today uh, on the podcast, but uh, uh, around communication that no one conversation has the ability to change anybody else or to bring about transformation in another. But every conversation has the possibility to do that. Mm. And so for us to be thinking that let's think of every conversation we have, maybe that one possibility that could bring an aha moment for somebody, a change and a shift. And so I think as you shared that, it leaves me with that of being a great parent is is being mindful uh, in each moment as much as we can, knowing that life happens and it's not always smooth sailing, but uh, yeah, trying to be like that as much as we can. 
So Matt, thanks, uh, thanks for digging deep. Thanks for sharing uh, these things. And yeah, again, as we started this session, like so encouraged by it. Um, yeah, and just for us to to be be sharing, walking this journey, and learning learning more with each other. Look forward to more. Thanks, Dad. Chat soon. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Matches Podcast. We hope you continue to encourage, inspire, and nurture those in your span of care.